Hi, this is Brian Robinson, and you're listening to the Wildcast, hosted by Wildcast. Keenum keeps it, looking for a block, touchdown, Minnesota. All right, everyone, welcome back. It's another edition of the Wobcast. I'm your host, Mike Wobshaw, coming to you from TCO Studios at Winter Park, joined in tandem by Wobcast producer and co-host Chris Corso, who's reading through tweets and finding out that A-Rod could be the Yankees' next general manager if it was up to J-Lo. The, ne- the next manager. She she tweeted today. Yeah. Oh, the next manager. The next manager, okay. yeah. It's so like actually on the bench <laughs> in the dugout, not the GM in the cushy office. That's right. J-Lo okay. did tweet today that she thinks that it's a no-brainer that A-Rod should be the Yankees' manager. Of course is, she does. Uh, yeah, of course. Right. Right. Of course, but yeah. It's good right. content. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that is good content. Interesting. All right. Have to, J-Lo's got to be my next follow on Twitter. Maybe, That's right. If she's going to opine on stuff like that. Um, welcome back. It's another edition of the Wobcast, everyone. We are back from our Thanksgiving mini-buy and from Thanksgiving, a day in which the Vikings got a huge win over the Detroit Lions and put some space between themselves and the rest of the division. A three-game lead for the Minnesota Vikings heading into Week 13. Feels pretty good, but still lots of work to go. Five regular season games yet to go on this schedule, and the next two on the road against two really good teams. Um, We had the chance, Chris, to sit back and relax a little last Sunday. It was nice to sit back and watch football, turn on the NFL red zone, and uh, let the other teams battle it out. The red zone channel is pretty sweet. It's about That's the one thing I miss when we work on Sundays. It's just like... I need to be watching Red Zone right now. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> sweet. Now, it wasn't good news for the Vikings because pretty much everyone won. Yeah. The, o- the only place we got help was someone had to lose the Saints-Rams game, and yep. that helps us. Yep, and the team we wanted to win won in the Rams because they right. were yeah they were a game back of, right. of, of, uh, the Saints. of the Saints. So now they're, they're both even there. And I was watching um, the hometown New York Jets take on the Carolina Panthers, and they seemed like – the Jets had that one, which would have really helped the Vikings out, and yeah. they just had the ultimate collapse, yeah. and the Panthers were, were able to pull that out, so yeah. that was tough. Yeah, it was. Um, and now this week, when we're in Atlanta playing the Falcons, the Panthers and Saints play each other, so one of those teams is going to lose, and that's yeah. good for us. You like some of these teams playing each other because they're yeah. going to beat each other up coming, coming yeah. up here. I think uh, the Falcons also play yep. the Panthers coming up, but they yep. play the Saints coming up. So, um, yeah. In this, um, we're going to get to the Vikings and and a jam-packed show in a minute here, but for the Panthers-Saints game, if you could pick, I think you'd pick the Saints to lose. Yeah, you'd you'd root for the Panthers, I would say. Right, because then we can take care of the Panthers next week. We have the opportunity to take care of them next week, right? And we played really well when we went to Carolina last year. Yeah, so so more on that coming up in a bit. But um, yeah, so the Vikings have won seven straight, looking to keep that streak going against the defending NFC champion Atlanta Falcons. Jam-packed show for you this week. Two guest appearances, one by our buddy Big Cat and of Barstool Sports, and another by Pat Elfline who started all 11 games this season for the Vikings at center. Corso, you actually had the conversation with Elfline. Yeah. You came away pretty impressed, so I'm excited for everyone to listen to that. We were just sitting here talking, and I and I said, the Vikings hit a home run on Pat Elfline. Yeah. Um, just he's he's a smart guy. Yeah. That, that's, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, all right. Um, before we get, though, to the rest of the show, which will include Barstool, Big Cat, 
uh, and Pat Elfline know your enemy. The play, uh, look at the playoff picture, and of course your mail. Some news and notes. Chris and I will alternate here on some bullet points. Uh, but you have a note here, Chris, about the Vikings and where they rank on defense and offense in the NFL and specifically in some run defense, some impressive numbers. Yeah, it's always good looking at where the Vikings defense ranks because we're always at the top when it comes to um, yards per game. Um, Run defense was a little slow last year, but that is different this year. Number two in the NFL in run defense with only 75.5 yards per game. Yep, That's a great stat. And then we're fifth in total defense with 290.4 yards per game. as always, Mike Zimmer's defense is up there in the rankings. Um, they're they're the, the defense that I would be scared of um, heading yeah. into the playoffs. So those are two good notes there. Yeah, another one on the Vikings defense that I'll go over. The Vikings defense has been one of the stingiest in the NFL on third down, holding opponents to 28.5%, number one in the NFL. What's interesting about this number is the Falcons have the number one third down offense. Wow. In the NFL. That's going to be a matchup. A very cool matchup in this game. That's for sure. And then we look at a guy who's caused a lot of those stops on third down, and that's defensive end Everson Griffin. Yep. Um, Still leads the the NFC in sacks. He's tied with Chandler Jones of the Arizona Cardinals with With 12 12 sacks this year. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, Going to the offense, Adam Thielen. Six games with 90 or more receiving yards. Okay, that's tied for number one in the NFL. And five, or sorry, ten games with five or more catches. It's impressive. Really good production and consistent production by Adam Thielen. Also has proven clutch, grabbing the second most third down receptions in the NFL this season, 25. And uh, and 20 of those 25 have gone for first down. So when you need a big play at a big time in a big moment, you go to Adam Thielen. You're feeling Thielen. That's right. Um, Case Keenum. Yep. Case Keenum. This is a big number this year. He's only been sacked three times in the past seven games. That is just amazing. Um, Sacks means bad things happen. Limiting sacks, good things happen. So I like that. Yeah. You get sacked, you can fumble, you lose yards, you can get hurt. The game can turn around. The whole thing can go pear-shaped. Case Keenum keeps that from happening. And... He won an award this week. He did win a big award. Woke up this morning to a to to be ready to release the yep. announcement that he has been named NFC Offensive Player of the Month. That pretty is cool. pretty amazing. Yep, pretty cool. Uh, and a pretty important month to be really good, November. Yep. And because he's been so good and our defense has been so good, um, we're in great shape in the playoff picture in the NFC. Um, and I think... The great thing about the way the season has gone for the Vikings is no longer are they the team who has a great defense but is kind of held back by its offense. Yeah. But I, that's gone. I agree. That w- That's always been the, the, the one thing you say about the Vikings is they have such a great defense, but if the offense could put the, up this many points, uh, it's been different this year. So, And a big reason why that's been is a guy in the middle – and that's rookie Pat Elfline. That's right. And he joins the Wobcast right now. Chris, tee this conversation up with us a little bit. You had a few minutes to spend with him in the locker room, and, and you guys had a conversation. Yeah, so I grabbed him in the locker room, and uh, hearing Case Keenum talk yesterday, he had a lot of good things to say about Pat. 
um, described him as, as not playing like a rookie this year. Um, he liked the way that Pat's able to recognize formations of, of opposing defenses. He's able to make adjustments at the line, and that's something that you normally don't see from a rookie center. Um, so he's been impressed with that. And another thing was I brought, I brought up what it's been like playing with Case. Um, obviously, the big award uh, today is a team award. So I brought that up with Pat um, to hear what he had to say about Case winning that award. And, of course, I brought up with him his Ohio State Buckeyes are battling for the Big Ten Championship yep. against Wisconsin this week, trying to get into that top four teams in, in college football. So I had him make his case for, for yeah. Case Right. I used the word case again, yeah. um, but I had to make his case for why why the Buckeyes should be in the top four. And so. I bet he had a lot to say about that. So yep. here's the conversation that Chrissy had with Pat Offline. All right, we're here on the Wobcast, and we got Viking center and rookie Pat Elfline. What's your favorite part about being a Minnesota Viking through your first 11 games so far? Favorite part about me being a Minnesota Viking is being 9-2 and winning some football games. Yeah. Um, you know, with Sundays are a blast, and getting to go out there with, uh, with my teammates and perform and win is, is you don't get a better feeling. And you did a lot of winning at Ohio State, so make your bid. They have two losses. What's your bid for them getting into the college football playoffs here, be, be one of those top four teams? I know they have a big game this weekend. Big game. Um, and I think we got a, a repeat of 2014 on our hands, you know, going to yeah. the Big Ten <laughs> Championship. We're going to uh, beat Wisconsin, do it handily, and – Get our get our spot in the playoffs. Yeah, that would be great. You think they can get in with two wins there? Uh, we'll see. Yeah, you they know, have some pretty. We got, good ones. we got to take care of Wisconsin first, and and uh, do that, and then we'll see. Speaking of college, what's been the obviously you play against the best talent in the nation there at Ohio State, but what's been the difference kind of playing right guard and center in college, and then coming to the NFL and playing it here? Uh, just the the mental load that you need to uh, need to have and. Um, and you need to be decisive. You need to be aware, you know, even more at this level. Yep. And there's just a lot of stuff going on. And you need to just communicate well, be confident, and, and study. you got to study a lot. Yeah. And uh, Case said, you haven't looked like a rookie, he said yesterday in his press conference. He said, you know how to make adjustments at the line. Um, you're calling out formations. What's kind of the process that goes into that as you're, you're sitting on the line there and, and you're – making calls and stuff like that. Just Could you tell the fans kind of what the process is there? Yeah, so first you, you need to really study all week to know what defense you're going to get to what personnel the offense is putting out there and yep. what formation you're in. So first, you study a lot. You know mostly what you're going to get or what you can get. So then you get the play from the quarterback, um, know the formation in the play, go out, evaluate what defense you're getting, and knowing that you've prepared all week for all these different defenses and plays against different fronts you can get. So it's all about your preparation during the week and just knowing the plays and the playbook. Yeah. So once you go out there and see what you got, rely on your preparation and execute. Speaking of Keenum, what's it been like watching? He just won the NFC Offensive Player of the, of the Month. Obviously, that's a team award for you guys. What's it been like playing with him and seeing what he's been able to do? Oh, okay, so he's, he's a man. You know, with the plan, he's back there. He's, yeah. he's got control of the huddle. Um, he instills confidence in everybody. Always got a smile on his face, you know, yep. in, the, in the huddle. And dude just loves making plays. So he's awesome. That's to, for sure. It's awesome to have on our team. And uh, looking at the winters, you've been in Ohio. Now you've seen it in Minnesota a yeah. little bit. 
what is the colder winter, Ohio or Minnesota? <laughs> uh, Minnesota for sure. Yeah, already. Ohio gets cold. <laughs> yeah, but it hasn't. I don't think it's been in you know the the deep cold here yet. Yep. I know that's going to be rough, but I'm prepared. Last question: You're going against the Falcons, NFC defending champions. Obviously, they lost in the Super Bowl. Uh, what do you see out of their defense, and what do you look forward to this week? Yeah, their defense, they're they're really good. Um, I like to put five guys up on the ball and yep. make you block them all. So they got great talent all across the board. So we're gonna have to go out there and win our win our one on one matchups, and you know go out there and get a W. Cool. All, all right. right. Thanks Thank for you. joining, man. Appreciate yeah, it. Thanks. You know, Elfline having a great rookie season. Not not going to win Rookie of the Year because we give that award to, like, running backs and quarterbacks and stuff. Kareem Hunt's but, been slowing down yeah, the past couple know, weeks. But, so. <laughs> um, but, dang, he's having a good season, and it's really fun to watch. And he's a big reason why we're in the NFC playoff picture, something that Cynthia Freeland of the NFL Network uh, was talking about this week. We put it up on Vikings.com. She's going over playoff probabilities of the top playoff teams in the NFL based on their remaining schedule and their performance to date. So we're going to take a look at those and discuss the NFC playoff picture right now. We'll start, of course, with the Philadelphia Eagles, who, according to Cynthia, Chrissy, do not have a 99.9% chance of making the playoffs. She says with 10 wins at 10-1, and one, the Eagles are in 100%. 100%. 100% to make the playoffs. She's she's certain that they're in. I don't know how all the numbers work out, yeah. but uh, she's pretty certain. 100% for the Philadelphia Eagles. I saw a stat today. Um, they've beat teams by 20-plus points in the past four wins. Um, if they win by 20-plus po- points this week, they would be the first team in, in the NFL history to win five straight games by 20-plus points. So that's been impressive. That would be impressive because they're at Seattle. Yeah. And uh, you don't just go into Seattle and win by 20. I mean, I don't know when the last time someone did that. I mean, this is the first time someone's been favored in Seattle in over like the Seahawks. In 10 years, right? No, since 2012. Wow. I mean, so uh, that's going to be – that's a Sunday night football game, by the way. So a nice way to cap off our, uh, our Sunday of football, watching the Eagles at the Seahawks. All right, number two in probability of making the playoffs, the Minnesota Vikings. That's right. 96.3%. Ninety-six point three percent. Obviously, we're nine and two, which is good for the second seed right now in the NFC. We have some some two tough games coming up at Atlanta, of course, and at Carolina, and then we're home against the Cincinnati Bengals on the road against Green Bay, and home to wrap up the season against the Chicago Bears. Um, our remaining opponents' records are combined for twenty-eight and twenty-seven. So. Um, you have some tough opponents at the beginning there, and then I think it kind of rounds itself out with the last three. So I like our chances. Yeah, um, Cynthia's got the Rams as the th- as the third highest in probability of making the playoffs at ninety point five percent. No surprise there. Uh, the Saints are fourth at eighty six point nine. The Panthers are fifth at seventy three point two, and the team we play this week. The Atlanta Falcons at 47.2% come in sixth. So of teams outside the top six, it's the Seattle Seahawks at 47.4% and the Detroit Lions at 46.5% who are sort of knocking on the door. So uh, there is a defined um, kind of segment of teams who are in, and the Falcons kind of rounded out there as the, as the number six team right now. But with five games to go, a lot of stuff can still happen, especially, as you said, Chrissy, that some of these teams are going to be playing each other. Some of these teams are playing each other, uh, Carolina, Atlanta, New Orleans. Um, obviously, we said Seattle plays Atlanta this week. 
Um, Detroit, I I don't count them out at six and five. I okay. I think they always have a chance, especially at the wild card there. Um, looking at Detroit's schedule here, they play Baltimore at Baltimore this week at Tampa Bay. Um, against Chicago at home, at Cincinnati, and against the Green Bay Packers. So we've talked about this before, um, but their combined records of their opponents is 23-32. and 32, right. and they, so. so of these eight teams that we've talked about, they have the easiest schedule. They for sure have the easiest schedule, and I'll bring this up a little later, but I'm just about as scared as them as I am of any of these teams on yep. this list. Well, let's talk about that right now because you had an interesting proposition uh, for us to discuss on the show today, and let's just do it right now. One team that you would like to face in the in the playoffs and one team you fret about facing in the playoffs. I'll go first. I like it. I'm going to say fret the Philadelphia Eagles, and here's why. Not because I don't think we can beat them, but because as it stands right now, yep. if we played them, it would be on the road. It would be on the road. And I, I mean, every team's better at home, but when we play at home, yep. we hold teams 11 points below their scoring average. That's what we've done in home games so far this year. I'd much rather play these games at home. Um, that's not breaking any news. But uh, the the one reason or the one team I fret is the Eagles because they are ahead of us in the standings. And if we played them in the playoffs right now this week, it would have to be at Philadelphia. Yep. The team that you fret. The team that I am scared of, I said it already, they have the worst record out of all the teams we brought up, and it is the Detroit Lions. I am petrified yeah. of playing this team in the playoffs. I do not want to see them. Okay. I, I want nothing and to do with them. Is it just because of our troubles with them up until Thanksgiving our Day? Our troubles in the past, their kicker is spectacular. Yeah, he is. Um, it always comes down to big kicks in the playoffs, and if he has a chance to beat us with the game-winning kick, he's going to make it. Right. Okay. Matt right. Prater is going to make that kick, and I think that Matt, Matt Stafford is just about as good as – any of these quarterbacks, um, he's been around for a while. He knows the Vikings' defense. They beat us at home this year. Um, we're one in three in the past four games against them. I want nothing to do with the Detroit Lions. All right. <laughs> you make a good case. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm going to uh, change gears here, and we want to tread lightly because yep. this is not like you know we're we're making fun of these teams and we think it'd be easy to beat these teams. Absolutely not. Or this team. But the team that you're not scared to face in the playoffs. And it was funny because we, we put these down here and uh, we ended up with the same team. Right. And, and it can't be like you can't pick, you know, like the Cowboys or no. like, you it's know. It's got to be the team. One of the teams that, we, that we've mentioned in the top, top yes, six that, that are in. That are right. in. Carolina um, Panthers. That's right. We're that's both, the answer. Yeah. That is the – if you're doing calculations, if you're looking at the numbers, how we've played there the past two times we were there um, – you got to go with Carolina. Their offensive line, I I think we favor best against their offensive line. And Cam Newton, I don't believe in Cam right now. Well, well, Zimmer, Zimmer, and this defense had their way with Cam. You know, um, they've they've done it twice actually since Zimmer's been head coach here. So uh, Cam will be looking for revenge. And look, we're coming off a win over the Lions, a yeah. win in which we got revenge for yep. the three previous losses. So uh, we respect the quest for re- revenge as much as anyone. And Cam will be on that quest. Uh, two we- in two weeks when he's playing Mike Zimmer's defense. But uh, I like the way we match up against them. And again, if we played the Panthers in the playoffs, as it stands right now, yep. it'd be a home game. And Sign if, me up for that. And if you look at their offense, we're obviously great against the run this year. What wide receivers do they have outside? I mean, well, yeah, I mean, they have Funchess. They have right? Funchess is their is their top guy. Yeah, and, and they got a rookie from Ohio State. That's right. Elfland's Curt- guy. Yep, Sa- Curtis Samuel. Yep. 
Um, McCaffrey, all right. But, McCaffrey yeah, you're right. No, catch- like they traded away Kelvin Benjamin. They yep. don't have Ted Ginn. Yep. I see what you're saying. But yeah. We'll see what happens. We, Not we play this team him. in two weeks. So. Not downplaying him. We'll yeah. get to see him in two weeks. That's all right. right. So we'll, Let's stop we'll looking see. ahead um, down the road, and let's look at what's right in front of us right now. Atlanta Falcons. Know your enemy, the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Atlanta has climbed back into the playoff picture with three straight wins, and the Falcons' offense has averaged 31.7 points per game in this three-game span. They're on fire. Um, they are they are red hot, as and you would say. they get Devonta Freeman back. Yeah, they get their uh, Devonta Freeman has been in the concussion protocol for the last few games, and he was cleared and practiced in full on Wednesday on the injury report. So he's a guy to, to look out for. Yeah, and so when you um, as you broke down this um, this opponent. Chrissy, the um, the first real you know bullet points that you have here are two headed run game. Yep, two headed run game. This is what brought them to the Super Bowl last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Tevin Coleman out of Indiana University. University. He has been spectacular. Um, had ninety seven yards and two touchdowns on nineteen attempts last week um, against against the Buccaneers. Um, he has filled in great. He's he can be a lead back in the NFL. Um, it's just the fact that Devonta Freeman is there, um, that that they're able to go with both of them. Um, each of them have five touchdowns on the season, even though Freeman's missed a, a few games um, as of late. But these two guys are are something to be reckoned with. Yeah, in they the are. And um, you know, Falcons are tenth in rushing. The Vikings have a top ten rushing defense, as we discussed earlier. And if you want to slow down Matt Ryan in the play action passing game and Sanu and Julio Jones, you got to start with the run. You got to earn the right to rush the passer. And uh, and so we got to watch out for this two-headed running game because they can churn up yardage in a hurry. The next is Matt Ryan, um, obviously the league's reigning most valuable player. Yep. Um, he did on a national stage crumble a little bit there in the Super Bowl, but he is a guy that I don't know. Are there are there three better quarterbacks than him? Might not be. I mean, especially uh, lately. He's lately, on fire he's, right now. He's up there. Yep. Um, I'd say he might even be tougher to face than Drew Brees right now, the way yep. he's been playing. Um, he completed, he's completed 244 of 361 passes this year, um, 2,884 yards, 16 touchdowns, and eight, eight interceptions on the season. Um, eight interceptions is kind of high for him. Let's get one or two of those. I, th- yeah, I, that's why I saw that, and I was like, eight interceptions, that's that's high for Matt Ryan. Right, it is. Um you know, and and hopefully he throws one or two to us. But pretty good passer rating, right below 100, as you said, Chris. The league's reigning MVP. Uh, here's another number though that stands out too. Ryan has been sacked 16 times yeah. already this season. Maybe we can get after him a little bit. I think that might have had to do a lot with um, their slow start this season. Is the fact that he's getting hit in the backfield and yeah. and they're making him pay for it. Yeah. So um, talk about Julio Jones. Oh man, what a beast. <laughs> yeah. 253 yards last week, 15 targets. They used him on an end around. Yep. I mean, they're getting a ball to him in every way they can possibly think of. And so um, you can be sure that Mike Zimmer had a uh, practice jersey number 11 out at the Winter Park Fieldhouse this week. You I'm know, they're, sure. They're going to be focused on that guy. And it's kind of a shame we're playing him now because he's hot right now. Yeah. And he, has, he had two touchdowns last week, but he only has three on the season. Is that right? Yeah, so he's been he's been slow at the beginning of the season. Um, it's definitely been noted, but yeah, he he still has a th- over a thousand yards on the season, but he only has three touchdowns. Yeah, and you know um, Xavier's done a good job against him. Yep. Um, in two two tries, 
and doesn't mean he's going to do a good job against him on the third try, but obviously there are some things that the Vikings have done well against Julio Jones. They're going to try and continue to do those things on Sunday. Looking at the rest of the wide receivers, uh, Mohamed Sanu, he's a big body. Yep. Um, Zimmer talked about him in his press conference that um, he, of course, coached him in Cincinnati with the Bengals. Um, he's a big target there. And then Taylor Gabriel is kind of a swing guy. Shifty. Uh, shifty. Yeah. He can play in the slot. Um, sometimes he'll take the ball out of the backfield. He can do a, a lot of things to this team. Yeah. All right, how about this Falcons defense? Looking at the defense, they are 11th in points allowed per game, which is pretty solid at 24.1. They're 6th in rushing yards per game, um, which is impressive there, and 9th in pass yards allowed. And, and yeah, it's been – it's they're 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 a solid defense. They have some good um, linebackers, a good front. They drafted uh, Takaris McKinley out of UCLA. Yep. Um, they have a Minnesota linebacker Campbell, yeah. um, who's very DeMondre. active. Mm-hmm. That's right. And uh, just looking at some of their some of their linebackers and 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 their front is really what stands out to yeah, me. Yeah, and they have good speed. They yeah. have a lot of speed on defense. Their linebackers are good in coverage. Now they got a couple of corners who are banged up. Um, Trufant, I believe, is in the concussion protocol, and uh, Poole has not been practicing. So we'll see what the status is of those two guys. That's going to be important in this game. Uh, but Robert Alford, I believe, is healthy. I remember watching him at the Senior Bowl a few years ago. He's a really good corner. And this is Dan Quinn who helped Pete Carroll construct Seattle's defense, the, the right. vaunted Legion of Boom and Bobby Wagner and um, you know that really deep, talented defensive front with Michael Bennett and Cliff Averill. And Frank Clark and all you know all those guys, um, you know the, Dan Quinn helped build that, so he knows what he's doing on defense, and now he's trying to do that here with the Falcons. And their Cam Chancellor like safety is Keon O'Neill, yeah, um, who's a really good young player. He's going to play in this game. So. Yeah, we saw him and uh, some of his highlights. What was he? He was drafted a few years ago, right? A couple of years ago, yeah. Yep. He's a really good player. So uh, this Atlanta defense is good. It's fast. It'll be at home with the home crowd uh, and the fast track. So uh, this is a big challenge. Uh, for the Vikings offense, so it'll be fun to watch. Speaking of big, our next guest, <laughs> Big Cat, our man from Barstool Sports and the Pardon My Take podcast. He joins us every now and then um, for various things, mostly for Vikings Connected, but we thought um, let's steal some of this and put it on the Wobcast for the week because Big Cat's pretty entertaining. He's great, yeah, and uh, it was cool to, to listen to you talk to him. Obviously, he's a big Chicago Bears fan, yeah. big Mitch Trubisky guy. Yeah. Um, to hear him speak about the way that team's playing this year, and then, of course, he knows that Mike Zimmer, he calls him the ultimate football guy. Yeah. So if you want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty fun to, uh, you know, because Barstool, big cat, man, if, if you don't follow his work or whatever, you you might not appreciate this conversation as much as people who do follow him yep. uh, will appreciate it. Uh, but he's uh, he's awesome. He does really good work for Barstool Sports. We recommend that you check his work out, and we recommend that you take a listen to this interview because Big Cat is on a roll. Okay, we have a special guest, and it's super fun to have him. It's Barstool Big Cat. It's Dan Katz. He runs Barstool Sports Chicago. He's got a super cool podcast with PFT Commenter called Pardon My Take. He joins us now. We're going to talk about funny things, football, the Bears, the Vikings, and maybe have a little bit of laughs here and there. Um, speaking of laughs, um, the Eagles-Bears game, your thoughts? Yeah, so I noticed that you said funny things and then the Bears right, right. after that. So that made sense. Uh, yeah, let's just get that out of the way. The yep. Bears, uh, breaking news, they stink. They are a really bad football 
team. And also, I'm starting to get the sneaking suspicion they're a poorly run organization. I, you know, it's, uh, I, I, I believe in Ryan Pace, everyone else in that building. I don't think I, I really trust anymore. Bright side, you were in Philly for the game. Not fun to watch the outcome, but I saw you got some cool interviews done for your show. Yes, yeah, so uh, Philly, I, I actually like Philly. Philly's one of those cities that uh, gets a bad rap, but once you've been a couple times, it kind of grows on you. But yeah, we had uh, Chris Long, Bo Allen, who I think is actually an Eden Prairie uh, native. Uh, and uh, we had uh, Jason Kelsey. Also, um, Green Bay lost, and wasn't that glorious? When Green Bay loses, America wins. So. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, it's got to feel a little uh, scary, though, knowing like the Vikings this entire season is basically because Aaron Rodgers is injured. And I've lived through it. You guys have lived through it. it. When Aaron Rodgers gets injured, you look at the whole, like the entire landscape of the NFC changes. So um, I'm not saying I hope he stays injured, but it is nice being like, oh, the, we don't have to worry about the Packers throwing Hail Marys on everyone's face every other week. Well, yeah, it is. But I mean, we're nine and two, Dan. I mean, yeah. Okay. But, so. but you know, you know that the, the, the entire NFC North picture look a lot different if, if, if Aaron Rodgers was healthy. Yeah, and so uh, we were going to win that game anyway. Um, you're coming to the ga- the Vikings-Bears game. Yeah, I'll be there week 17. I'm, I'm taking two trips to Minnesota in the winter, which I don't know why I'm doing that. Uh, I'll be there for the Super Bowl as well. I can't, I still can't believe that the Super Bowl is going to be in Minnesota. Are you guys like fully prepared for that? That no. everyone's just going to come and complain about the cold the entire time? And it, it, Now, I like Minnesota. I'm used to the cold. I have friends in Minnesota. But I, it is going to be, you guys are going to get angry journalists left and right saying, why do we have a Super Bowl in Minnesota well, in, in February? Well, this is the problem, is this is not a 50-50 proposition. They might like it. They might not like it. Like, we're starting the game out losing 14-0 to because mm-hmm. they're going to get off the plane onto the jetway and be cold. And, and I don't know if you've been to Super Bowl week, but it's like basically all the journalists love it because they can, you know, wear their their uh, khaki cargo shorts <laughs> and ill-fitting button-down shirts and go eat at steakhouses for five days in a row. All right, um, quickly on the Vikings. I'm guessing you're going to do some interviews when you're here for the game. Um, mm-hmm. Adam Thielen, what, what do you think of his season? You're feeling this, right? I, I think he's unbelievable. He, I'll tell you what, like everyone talks about, like they kind of do the whole – uh, he's a white wide receiver, so he's Wes Welker, Julian Edelman. For sure. That, but that, his hands are so strong, and he's 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 able to get away from everyone. I mean, it feels like when you watch the red zone on Sunday, they're just like, all right, we're going to Minnesota, and Adam Thielen just broke another 50-yard touchdown. Um, Case Keenum. I don't really know what to – I actually think I tweeted this on Thanksgiving. Case Keenum being like a competent quarterback has me so confused. Right. It's it's just up, up, is, up is down and down is up. Zimmer, football guy? Oh, ultimate football guy. Yeah. The, the Like one of the biggest football guys there is. Uh, his eye almost, him almost losing his eye last year. My, the lights went off in, in my room. That's all right. Uh, him losing his him losing his eye last year was was fantastic. I mean, not 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 fantastic, but fantastic in the fact that he was so committed to right. football that he's like, you know what? I don't even need an eye. I can just coach without an eye. Um, he's got the shop glasses now. Uh, he's got the intensity, that defense. <laughs> Mike Zimmer is a full-on football guy. All right. Um, thanks, Dan. Appreciate your time. You're a busy. You're a busy dude. You're doing lots of fun stuff, and uh, you you take some time out to chat with us. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. I'll see you guys soon. Yep. All right. See you.
All right, let's wrap this show up with some fan mail. What do you got? All right, well, we're talking about the guy that we, uh, that we had on the show this week, and that's Pat Elfline, and this is from Jody Weber. I think Pat Elfline has done a great job this year, especially since he is a rookie. What would it take for him to even be mentioned as a rookie of the year? Our offensive line has been great this year, and our center is the crucial part of that. I agree with Jody that he is worthy of being in the conversation for rookie of the year. But we know how this goes. I mean, he doesn't carry the ball. He doesn't catch the ball. He doesn't yep. throw the ball. And he doesn't score touchdowns. So that's just not how it goes. Uh, you know, you got to do one of those things to get an award like Rookie of the Year pretty much. Right? I, I, I mean, agree. Either that or you got you have a 1,000 sacks and he doesn't rush the quarterback. He's nope. on offense. So, unfortunately, it's just um, the circumstances are such that he's just not going to be in the conversation. But he's playing well enough to be where if you wanted to get into a room with a bunch of football guys, like Barstool Big Cat talks about, that's right. you would talk about Pat Elfline as a potential rookie of the year, but it's not going to happen, especially with these running backs doing what they're doing, Kareem Hunt and um, Christian McCaffrey and uh, my man in Jacksonville, Leonard Fournette. I yep. mean, those guys are going to get all the, all the talk. That's for sure. All right, on to the next one. It's from Larry Lujan. Um, after watching the Lions and Rams games, we sure have a lot to be thankful for as a Vikings fan. Simple fundamentals, blocking, and tackling. I believe we are the best team when it comes down to the simple fundamentals of football. The physicality that the 2017 Vikings play with on both sides of the ball is awesome. Larry's pumped up. He's I pumped. love this. I love it. I'm reading this whole go. thing. Let's go. Imposing their physicality. Uh, seems to be gaining momentum with each game that is played. The offensive line has become a strength with their athletic and powerful game. The depth in all positions is a credit to the coaching staff and the front office. And thank you for giving us a forum to express our thoughts. Skull, says Larry. You bet, Larry. Happy to do it. When you write emails like that, we're more than happy to put you on the show, include your thoughts. Larry emails me every week, Chrissy. Um, a couple of times with thoughts on the game or questions, so I appreciate his input. He's pumped up about the team, and he should be. Yeah, that's awesome. I I think we'll just let him, him take the yeah. the cake there with the answer. Maybe he should have his own podcast. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next is from James Rumsey. I have to give a big shout-out to Rick Spielman, the Vikings general manager, for putting together the 2017 roster. It takes a village to win a Super Bowl, and Rick has put together a quality squad. The areas of weakness, such as the offensive line and running back, were addressed, yes, but with the contingency of players as well. This is what I am most impressed about. When Cook goes down, it is Murray that takes his place. Keenum has more than filled in for Bradford. Hill filled in for Remmers and Reef. And uh, good job by the 2017 draft without a first-round pick. Cook and Elfline, among others, have been outstanding. Yep, I agree with that. You know, and... um the one thing I really like about the way GM Rick Spielman and head coach Mike Zimmer attacked the offseason, um, Chris, is you know they had things they wanted to get better, and so they did a bunch of things to get better at them, and then it worked. Yeah, you know, I mean, they wanted to be better along the offensive line. They signed two new tackles. They yep. s- they draft Pat Elfline. They wanted to be better running the ball in short yardage and goal line situations, so they get Latavius Murray, and now we're we're really good in the red zone. Yep. You know. Um, We've, we've had problems with injuries along the offensive line. We have some depth with, with Rashad Hill. And, um, you know, obviously Case, the signing of Case Keenum. How good of a move was that? Like, you just, that was like an afterthought when it happened. Like, okay, Case Keenum, that's great. 
I mean, what, is, what if it would have been someone else? It's like, probably the best offseason acquisition in the entire league. I guess. This year. It's got to be, right? Well, I mean, we're 9-2. and two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, um, yeah, I give, uh, I give Spielman and company a lot of credit, too. Last one, Jim Severson. What does the touchdown celebration of Latavius Murray mean? I'm glad that he has gotten his game going, and the two-back running game seems to be going well. Wabi, tell us about his celebration because I well, think I know the answer. Well, he it's like he's you know pulling the chain for a locomotive engine, <laughs> yep. right? And it's the T because he, he's, he's he's the Tay train. The train. So it's kind of both of those things, right? Yeah, that's how I take it. Yep, I agree. I, I, he calls himself the Tay Train. That's been a nickname he's had, I think, going back since college. Yeah. He said, "Yeah." Um, and he's he's the Tay Train is going yeah, yeah. when he, when he's in the end zone or on a first down, coming down the tracks, man. Yeah. Look out! <laughs> All righty, that's gonna do it for uh, fan mail and for this episode of the Wobcast. We thank Pat Elfline and we thank. Big Cat from Barstool Sports for joining us. I thank Chrissy for being a great producer and a cool co-host. And uh, we thank you all for listening. Uh, make sure you download the Vikings app if you haven't already. And the iHeartRadio app also has the Vikings channel. So make sure you check that out on the iHeartRadio app as well. Vikings and Falcons, they play on Sunday. Kickoff noon central. Catch the game on Fox where it will be Kevin Burkhart, Charles Davis, and Pam Oliver bringing you the action, or, of course, on the Vikings Radio Network, where Paul Allen, voice of the Vikings, will call the game with Pete Bursich by his side, Greg Coleman, and Ben Lieber on the sideline. A bunch of really cool college football games on Saturday, and then the Vikings game on Sunday. And we'll come back next week and do all of this all over again with another edition of the Wobcast as we break down everything that happened and preview everything that is to come. All right, that's it. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Talk to you next time.